0: I think they say that data is the new oil, so increasingly data is everywhere. So if you don't understand data or you you don't know what it is, um, in a few years' time or 10 years' time, it's definitely something that you need
1: need to get into. I am Conrad Chua and this is Changing Careers, a podcast about how MBA careers are changing and how MBAs can change their careers This is the third in a series of interviews that I've done on data analytics. And I appreciate this is almost becoming the MBA Data Analytics podcast. But given what today's guest just said about data being the new oil, I feel it's very important that we devote a lot of time to this topic. I'll first let our guest introduce herself.
0: I'm Maya Hovila. Um, I am working at Unilever now since uh, three years And I work in in marketing in the function called uh, Consumer Market Insights and specifically in a a people's data center team. So we are kind of an internal consultancy, so we help the marketeers really understand what the consumers think and feel and do by mining large data sets, so anything from social media to search, to traditional data, um, business data sources. So we've
1: learned a lot about how data analytics is disrupting different industries. How has it changed FMCG?
0: Uh, hugely. So I think f- for us, it has really given access to um, understanding what the consumers do. So instead of just looking at the sales data or share data, we can now um, look at the social data, what do people do, uh, talk about what do people feel like um what if we do a campaign uh, we can instantly see how people react whether we need to go and like tweak it real time so we can really um, do things on the fly and, and real time a lot more than we used to be able to before and um, competition wise it has definitely made it Uh, kind of the competition a lot more fierce because it used to be that the big players were owning the advertising channels. So we had the TV advertising slots. uh, We had the sales space in the retailers. And it was really a um, game of the scale that was winning it for us. And now the small players, you can see them everywhere. So new trend comes and you, you can see lots of small players coming and kind of winning in the marketplace because you can... Quite cheaply by uh, personalized advertising through the social media or through kind of Google advertising, and you know, you, if you have a niche pro- product, you can come and grow really, really fast by targeting the the people that are kind of relevant to your product. So you don't need huge advertising budgets or huge operations to actually be really Would successful. Would
1: it be fair to say also that uh, in the past? Uh, an FMCG company doesn't have that direct link with customers because they sell through a retailer and the retailers are the ones who have all the data, like the sales data that you mentioned. So now with um, data analytics, uh, you still sell through retailers, but you get more information of customers. Would would you say that's that's the picture now?
0: Uh, Yes, so definitely we know more about kind of what the consumers think and feel. Um, We do still mostly sell to retailers so both kind of the brick and mortars and also e-commerce sites Um, and we have some direct to consumer brands and those brands obviously can collect a lot more data but it's still very small for us so we like last year we acquired the dollar shave club which can collect data directly from the consumers so that channel is kind of up and coming but yeah, the sales data is still mostly with the retailers, but we do understand a lot more what's happening and we can look at the consumer journeys. There are lots of companies who provide data online data. So you can see the click stream, like how do people kind of click an ad and how do they go and like where they do they shop and and you know that kind of data is available a lot more than Can used you tell to be us before. one
1: application of data analytics in FMCG, in the FMCG world that you're most excited by?
0: I know that artificial intelligence is quite a like a buzzword nowadays, and it's kind of everywhere. But we are starting to see some like really cool use cases, especially in the analytics side, where you can, uh, similar to where if you use um, you know Amazon um, Alexa or, or or the Siri to ask questions with your voice or uh, you know ask them to um, order your stuff you from Amazon you can use it in the business by asking questions like what is the market share of this company or like what does the forecasted growth for this brand look like in the next years and if you feed the data into that into the system that you know it learns by itself and you can actually do do a lot of things um, by just uh, you know machine learning and and instead of having analysts like crunching the numbers and doing all the work, you can teach machines that then learn by themselves and do a lot of the work themselves and and they get quite intelligent. So I think that in the future, there will be a lot of opportunities to kind of get the machines to help us get a lot more intelligent. And it's kind of just, you know, imagination uh, is the limit to like what data you feed in and how that data then is kind of correlated and how that data develops over time. So I think it's very exciting. And that is something that, you really don't need to be a data scientist to use it. People can get really data savvy without actually having to really understand the kind of um, technicalities of uh, of data.
1: An FMCG company, like you mentioned, used to be very much about advertising through TV, radio, the big big channels, right? And then now someone like yourself is coming in to help marketeers in FMCG understand how customers are reacting how do you go about your your norm you know your team how does it go about that kind of normal work in terms of helping a marketeer in an fmcg company understand data
0: my team is quite young so our average age is probably 25 so we have in my team we have a 19 year old apprentice who's doing fantastically So, um, so we have a real breadth of Kind of experience so some young people who are really kind of coming with fresh eyes and kind of learning the the art of the trade and i think it doesn't need need to like you know, everybody to have a long experience to now come in because like everything is changing so fast i think the the challenge is that how do you when there's so much going on and a lot of like buzz around how do you find the things that really matter like you see trends, and like you don't really know which trends are kind of fads, and like what is really the thing that matters, because there's just like so much noise out there. So that requires a bit of experience, but kind of we are still experimenting, and and you know it's kind of thing that you you learn as you as you go.
1: I mean, you work for a company that's almost a hundred, if not more than a hundred years old, and you know, as you say, your your team's so young. How does your how do you uh, how does your team persuade or influence uh, you know, come on some of the uh, product categories which could be huge, 100 million, billion dollar businesses uh, in terms of some of these things and how do you persuade them that this is not just a little fad but it's actually the real thing coming?
0: I think that's kind of been a bit of a journey. So the people's data centers were built around three years ago so obviously in the beginning there was a lot of persuasion and then by doing um, case studies, doing a really good job and kind of showing examples of like where we really cracked um, kind of a big product that has gone to the market and has done a really, really good job for their brand. Um, I think that's how we've kind of gradually kind of earned our space in the marketer's minds and really showing that you know, we know what we're doing and we can have some really good ideas and, and you know, it's worth kind of listening to us.
1: Well, you lead a team uh, of managers, data scientists and on the MBA we tell people that the MBA is a general management degree and people have to understand how different functions work and to lead different functions. So how, um, how has that translated to uh, thinking about bringing together different functions within Unilever, you know, within Unilever to do a marketing campaign let's say?
0: I remember when I did my course, and many people say that the, the main thing and the most beneficial thing is the understanding how to work with different people. So we are very multicultural. So we have we are pretty much serving most of the markets in the world, and we have lots of different languages and like different people and different like from data scientists who are quite technical to kind of marketeers, and you have to kind of have the whole um, spectrum of people. I don't know, I think I think the learnings, like the experience from the MBA and then work experience, working with different people, you kind of just learn about the different functions. You know what matters for each of them and like, you know, how do you make different people tick and different nationalities for, I don't know, for somebody Dutch, you probably need to be a bit more more blunt. And then if you work with, you know, Japanese, you probably need to be a um, kind of be more, um, you know, uh, gentle with with the way that you communicate. So I think it's about um, you know learning and and understanding the different culture and different types of people.
1: In your life before Unilever, uh, you worked in consulting, right? Um, also in business analytics. So how different was that experience to uh, what you're doing now?
0: Um, so we still work with a lot of consultants. It's actually, my my old colleagues are still uh, working with us here. So I I see my my um, ex-colleagues around here still um, as I said we are kind of like an internal consulting team um, so in a way it's not that different so we, we do a lot of similar analysis that, as the consultants do what um, the biggest difference is that we do things for the long term, whereas like as a consultant, you normally come in, you do a project, and you kind of give your recommendations, and then you don't really see, you don't own the results of it. When you work in a company, you kind of own the brand, and you really kind of like want to see the brand success for the long term, and you think about the more the long term than a consultant if you if you're just doing a project. But I think um, it's probably not not that different. The lifestyle is is kind of maybe easier so you are in the same place and you don't have to travel as much and kind of you own your own work and you, you know, it's more like a kind of having your work-life balance for the long term rather than trying to make the most of the project in the few weeks
1: or few months. An MBA student approaches you uh, and asks you how should he or she decide whether a career, career in data analytics is right for them? What would you say?
0: I think they say that data is the new oil. So increasingly data is everywhere. So if you don't understand data or you, you don't know what it is um, in a you know, few years time or 10 years time, it's definitely something that you need to need to get into. Um, and if, say, in the 90s, you thought that you you might not need to write emails or use the computer, look at the world now so you can get by Know, in your life without using computer or emails or social media or phone or all of this technology. So I think uh, definitely worth getting into it. And it's not scary. Um, I think quite often we have so we have traditional marketeers who kind of are a bit sometimes a bit afraid of numbers and kind of data is a bit scary. But it's not like that. When you get into it, um, I think things are not as scary as they they look from the outside. Um, And it's actually a lot of fun things. And you can find amazing things when you work with data and it really opens up the world and all the opportunities.
1: That was Maya Hovila, who was talking about the impact of data analytics on the FMCG industry. I have to confess that when Maya talked about her team and how young they were, I felt old and outdated. But in one of our previous episodes, Alberto Faselli of Expedia talked about how people without a data analytics background could quickly upskill. So I encourage you to listen to that episode if you feel left behind by what's happening in the industry. I was also fascinated by what Maya said of how it was exciting that AI, machine learning, and big data could converge and reach the point where people without any data expertise could verbally ask a question about a product's markets or forecasts, and get an answer the same way we ask our smart speaker for the weather. That vision is liberating in that one won't need to do all the things that machines could do far better. But I can also see that for the data scientists or analysts who are currently crunching this data, it can be a frightening prospect. It's something that I might explore in a future episode. If you like this episode, remember to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, as it's now called, so that you can get all the other episodes delivered straight to your device. And while you're there, it would be great if you could leave a rating to help others discover this show. Till next time, this is Conrad Chua on Changing Careers.